Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Excited to bring the word to you this morning. And uh, it was probably uh, probably five, six weeks ago, uh, just uh, was studying and, and prayer, and uh, the Lord laid this uh, message on my heart. And so the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be uh, talking on the subject of feeding our faith. How many know that we go through a lot of processes in life? From the time we're young to the time that we're old, we go through a lot of processes. Um, all the way um, from babies, baby go, they go from milk to mushy stuff. And from mushy stuff to a little bit of solid stuff. And there's a process uh, that they go through uh, that they just, you know, they just can't do this right away. But it's a process. And one of the things, this is probably most of of us in here went through the process of learning how to ride a bike. Um, How many went through that process of learning how to ride a bike? And, and I don't want to offend anybody because uh, I'm going to be given an illustration about how you use training wheels and stuff. And I know Colton still uses training wheels. And so I don't want to offend Colton. But, um, uh, but anyway, and, um, and so he's not in here, I don't think, so don't, don't say nothing. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, we go through a process of, of learning how to ride a bike. And at first, it's usually a tricycle. You know, you got that tricycle, and and um, I love when I go uh, to my sister's house, and my sister, my younger sister, lives right next to a uh, a church that has a big parking lot, and I love uh, watching my my little nieces ride uh, their tricycles. They are so stinking cute. Um, it's just awesome watching them. Uh, but then there's going to eventually come to the point where they're going to get a bike with training wheels. And how many still remember, even if it's been years ago, remember that process of either mom or dad or somebody helping you learn, teach you how uh, to ride a bike? And so we all go through that process. Well, what you what you notice in this process, you know, right at first you're you're pretty nervous. You got the training wheels, and what you get the training wheels, and man, you're just going, man, you're just going. And and then the next thing you know, I don't know how your parents uh, did, but how many got the, well, how about we just take one of the training wheels off? How do you, come on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like, hey, let's just tie this rope around your tooth real fast and, and tie the other end to a doorknob. You know, it's one of those tricks, you know what I'm saying? And, and so um, it's so we, we, we go through that process until eventually, you know, it's sometimes we're shaky, scared, but until eventually we get to the point to where we can ride a bike and we don't have to have anybody hold us or anybody help us, but we go off on our own. But a lot of times what you'll see, it just doesn't stop there um, because at least for me anyway, it, it went well beyond um, that because uh, it wasn't long. I, I, you know, I went from riding bikes to the next thing you know, you can ride without holding the handlebars. Come on now. How many? Raise your hand if you could do that. Now, raise your hand if you never were able to do that. We got a few. Okay, I knew I, there, I knew some people that never were able to do that. And, and, so, and so then, you know, it's like, okay, man, I can do this. I wonder if I can pop a willy and then let go of the steering wheel. What will happen? That did not work out very well. Um, but so, but you guys know it. Next thing you know, um, I'm thinking, man, I'm pretty good. It wasn't long before I start building ramps. 
And I'm just like, let's take this to the next level. And I don't know why I could never get my sisters to lay down on the other side of the ramp and for me to jump. I don't know why they didn't trust me. I don't understand that. Um, and so, but, you know, so the next thing you know, you're doing, you're jumping ramps, you're doing this, you're going down hills. But what you see is a process happening that at first you were scared. At first you just didn't, you weren't confident. But then you get to a place and a process to where you become comfortable, become um, uh, good, and you trust your skills, you trust what you're able to do. Well, it's the same thing. When we uh, become Christians, when we ask Jesus Christ into our heart, whether at a young age or older age, um, there's a process that we go through that we, as we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we begin to live a life of faith and, and beginning to understand who he is, begin, beginning to understand that we can put our trust in him, that we don't have to worry, that, that our faith in him is what is going to get us through. So we begin going through this process of our faith being built up, our faith being built up in Christ. And, and I pray in my life, that this journey never stops. I pray that my faith keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in Jesus. I'm going to talk about these next couple weeks, I'm going to talk about a few ways that we can feed our faith and, and things that we need to, practices that we need to put in our life in order to grow and feed our faith. And you can see through the Word of God, you can see situations where they would come back to a group of people who had given their heart to the Lord. And when they come back, they're just like, what's going on? You, you should have been, you should have grown. What, what's happening? You should have grown. That You should be teachers by now. Why, why in the world are you still stuck on the elementary truths? Why are you still stuck there? You need to be growing. I believe it's God's intention for us to grow in our faith, to grow stronger and stronger. God's plan is for people to grow in our walk with him. Our faith in him is a big part of that growth plan, and we need to learn how to feed and grow our faith in Jesus. I'm going to be reading out of uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verses uh, 15 through 18. It says this, it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots surrounded the city. And listen, listen to the response. It says, oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. He was talking to Elijah. And I'm thinking, you know what? How many times when we are presented with the situation, is that our first response? Oh my goodness. Oh my Lord. This is horrible. What in the world are we going to do? Come on. Am I, am I, come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We see in that servant's response, we see this a lot in our own walk with Jesus. And I loved how Elisha um, was just calm and cool. And, and he was all good. There was, no, there was no issues. But it's like, oh, no, my Lord. Oh, no, my Lord. I believe that as we begin to feed our faith, that as we walk this journey, as our faith gets stronger and stronger, I believe we can come to a point where it's like, ain't nothing. Come on. Ain't no big deal. It's all right. 
Because you just don't understand. I've already walked this journey. I've already been there. I've been there a thousand times, and I've seen my God come through every single time. And you know what? It's okay. Come on. How many know that that's where God wants to take us today? That's the journey that God wants to take us on today. And so as we go through that process of feeding and growing our faith, um, what you see, speak, hear, and think will all affect your faith. Let me say that again. Listen to this. Listen to this. What you see, speak, hear, and think will all affect your faith. I can give you guys many examples of this in many different areas of your life. I guarantee you that if you feed fear, that you're going to get more fearful. If you feed fear, you're going to get more fearful. Come on. You know what I'm saying? When we allow fear to come into our life and we allow it to, to have an open door into our life, then it's, it, it, we're just going to become more and more fearful. And when you, the thing that you feed is what's going to grow. You know, uh, the other night, um, I was telling the youth, by, but it's really awesome, really cool. On uh, Wednesday night, we had five uh, new young people give their hearts to Jesus on Wednesday night. So give the Lord a hand for that. that is awesome. Praise God. And I was telling them, I was like, um, this, uh, this last week I got a, a phone call. It was 122 in the morning. And just to let you know, as a pastor, if you get a phone call at 1, 2 in the morning, it's usually not good, okay? It's usually, it's usually pretty bad, actually. And it startled me, and I woke up, and I was startled, and I was trying to fumbling and trying to get the phone, and I got the phone, and I looked to see if I knew who it was, and then it, it had rang too much, and it went to voicemail. And so I sat there, and I was just like, okay, um, I'm just going to see if they call me back or because I didn't know who it was or if they leave a voicemail. Well, a voicemail came through, and on the voice uh, message, I listened to it, 122 in the morning. Hi, this is Jessica from Grant County Sheriff's Department, and I'm trying to see if this is Jeremy Snodgrass and if he still lives at the location of 920 North Wabash Avenue. Okay. <laughs> so... Thousand things went through my head at that moment. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? And so at that point, my investigative mind took over. And the first thing I did is I looked at the number and I got on my phone online and I, I looked to see if it matched the Grant County Sheriff's Department number that was listed. Well, I did. And I just looked at it and saw that it wasn't the same number as what I had as the Grant County Sheriff's Department. And at that moment, exact time when I saw that, next thing you know, my dogs go crazy. Like, when I'm talking crazy, I'm talking like I have no doubt that somebody just broke into my house. And so at this point, it's like, oh, my goodness. This is not good. I'm talking, I don't know if I've ever seen my dogs go that crazy before. And so I'm expecting that somebody's in my house. And, and so I reach for my BB gun. And <laughs> so I reach for my BB gun. And, and I, I got up and I went. And the first thing I did is I, I went to the door and opened the door to let my dogs out. And so as soon as my dogs went out, I followed behind them with my BB gun. And we started going through the house. 
And they went to this side, and then they ran to the other side of the house. So I followed them. And as I ran to the other, as I went with them to the other side of the house, I looked out and saw a police car leaving my driveway. So I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? So anyway, so I went, and I went back to my phone, and I called that number and sheriff's department. I said, well, first of all, I have to ask a question. How come the number doesn't match? He goes, well, we have many different departments um, in there and all this kind of stuff. And I said, okay, what's going on? I just saw a police leave my house. And so, so here I'm going from, first of all, phone call. Somebody's in trouble. Somebody's at the hospital. Uh, then I went from that to somebody's in my house, and I had to do karate on them. And <laughs> And then, then I went from that to seeing the police officer, what's going on. So I talked to her, and she said, and then she said, she goes, well, sir, um, here's what's going on. She goes, we had had a 911 call from a phone that, that wasn't connected to a service, but it doesn't matter if it's connected. You can always call 911 from a phone. And she goes, when we pinged the location, it was your house. <laughs> well, so at this point, I'm just like, my kids weren't home. It was just me by myself. So I went from... The, all those thoughts to the next thing I'm thinking is, great, they probably think I've kidnapped somebody, and I've got him in my house, and they're trying to get out. You know, I'm just like, all these thoughts going on. And, and so, so I, I just said, oh, listen, send the police officer back. He can come in my house and look wherever he wants. And she goes, no, it's okay, all this kind of stuff. Try going to sleep after that. It doesn't work. But we need different things in our life because that night I had a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that were going through my mind. And when you feed those things, they come to life and they begin to increase. You know, if we, if we feed sin in our life, what's going to happen? If we feed sin, it's going to equal death. If we, if, we feed, if we feed hurt in our life, then it's going to bring more pain and poison to our life. Whatever we feed, that's what's going to increase in our life. And so we are called to increase our faith. When we feed faith, we get strength and hope. When we feed faith, we get strength and hope. So I want to talk about um, a couple of those Things that I talked about earlier about what we see, speak, and hear, and think, how they will affect our faith this week. And the very first thing that we have to do is we have to see beyond our circumstances. And so when we look back on verse 17, or in verse 16, it says, he just said, oh, no, my Lord, what shall I do? The servant, he says, don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Come on. How many can give me a praise the Lord? How many know that there is more for us than that ever against us? Thank you, Jesus. And Elijah opened his eyes. Lord, uh, and Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so he then may see. Then the Lord opened the, eye, the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward them, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah asked. How many are so thankful? Come on. How many are so thankful that with Jesus Christ, we have an army. With Jesus Christ, we have a conqueror that can never be defeated. With Jesus Christ, we have that. We have to, in feeding our faith, we've got to begin to see beyond the circumstances. We've got to begin to, to see beyond it, just like the servant who couldn't, who all he saw in front of him was in a massive army. 
massive army in front of him that was coming and and besieging the, the city. That's all that he could see. But we've got to begin to understand that we can't focus on what is seen. We cannot focus on what we see ahead of us. We cannot focus on how bad it looks. Because we've got to understand that when we feed our faith, that faith is a hope. Faith is a hope. Matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, I think it's verse 1, um, it talks about to, that, that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's what it says. It's certain of what we do not see. And so we've got to see in this world. Come on, let's just be honest. When we begin looking, things just don't look good. They don't look good, Okay. Honestly, you look around, watch the news, things do not look good at all. Nothing looks good in this world at this point in this time. But we've got to see beyond that. We've got to say, you know what, my hope is in Jesus Christ. My faith is in Jesus Christ. And we need to focus on what is not seen. And what is not seen is that faith and that hope, knowing that no matter what happens, that Jesus Christ is our Lord of Lord, our King of Kings, no matter if the tire Uh, economy of the world collapses, no matter if the United States of America falls, no matter what happens, my hope is not in what I see, in the country that I see, in the world that I see, my hope is in Jesus and the things that I know he has for me, the things that I know is coming my way. That's where my hope is. That's where my faith is. We've got to see beyond the circumstances. We've got to see. There was not too long ago, it was so, God is just awesome. And I had, a, I had a need, and I noticed the need one day, and I just in my mind, I just said, yeah, it doesn't look too good. But I saw the need, I walked away, and I went, and I remember I even shrugged my shoulders like, hmm, God's going to take care of it. And within four hours, I got a phone call from somebody. And they said, hey, listen, I, I just walked by. The Lord laid this thing on my heart, and I want to take care of it and take care of all of it for you. Four hours later. Four hours later. Four, I, I had said nothing to anybody. Nobody. I hadn't said a word to anybody about it, but I get a phone call out of the blue. Somebody says the Lord told them to do this. doesn't matter what it looks like. Come on. Come on. We need to focus on what is not seen. And our Lord is for us, not against us. He is for us, not against us. We need to focus on him. Our sight needs to be on him. When we begin to focus our sight on him and, what, and not what's around us, then our faith will begin to grow. Our faith will begin to increase. I promise you. I promise you, our faith will grow when we put our eyes on God. When we put our eyes on him, our faith will grow. Proverbs 18, 21. Now, this this is a big one I'm about ready to talk about right now. Proverbs 18, 21 says this. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Listen, the tongue has the power of life and death. And death. Listen, we've got to learn 
how to speak faith. We've got to learn and train ourselves to speak faith. Because we've got to understand, first of all, that words will destroy. Even words that you say to yourself will destroy. If the things that are coming out of your mouth are things like, I hate my life. Nothing's ever going to change. Come on. This is, this is horrible. I, I, I'm just, I'm, it's just, it is what it is. It's never going to change. This person's never going to change. I'm never going to be able to do this. Come on. How many have said those things to yourself before? How many have, and come on, how many have been honest and said, I have said these things to myself? Listen, you've got to understand that what we speak, that if we speak words that are not of God and we speak words that are negative, then they, those words will begin to destroy you. They will begin to destroy you. I've had people that have convinced themselves that they are too unworthy for Christ's love. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you. That's not even an uncommon thing. I can't tell you how many people I've encountered over the years that literally believe that they're too unworthy for Christ to love them. Words can destroy. Words can bring death. But we've got to speak. If we're going to build our faith, then we've got to do the opposite. We've got to do the opposite, and we've got to know that words not only have the power of death, but they also have the power of life, especially words that are spoken with the backing of the word of God. It's going to bring life to your situation. It's going to bring life to you. It's the power of our words. Words will build up. Words will bring life. So when situations come, you speak life. Just like that testimony that I shared, I was just like, eh, God's going to take care of it. Shrugged my shoulders like, ain't no big thing. And just like that, God responded to within just hours. He laid it on somebody's heart and then just out of the blue gets get a phone call. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, come on, God, you're showing off again. You know, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> but it's okay. You can show off all you want. <laughs> When you begin to speak life, oh, I can't tell you all my prayers. When I, I just go and I pray and I say over and over again, I am more than a conqueror. Oh, Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I can't tell you how many times I've walked the floors and said, I am more than a conqueror. Now, did I feel like one at that moment? No. But I sure did speak it. I sure did speak it. I never hesitated in proclaiming the life in me and saying, I am more than a conqueror. Nothing of this world, nothing can take me out. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I am more than a conqueror. Speak life. Some of you, as you have dealt with, um, dealt with bondages and dealt with um, things in your life that just seem to overtake you, I encourage you to speak life. Speak freedom. Speak freedom. Speak, you know what? These chains are broken over me in the name of Jesus. These chains are broken in the name of Jesus. If you have to say that every day, 10,000 times a day, then say it every day, 10,000 times a day. These chains are broken over me in the name of Jesus. 
There is power in the words we speak. And the words we speak will increase our faith. Will increase our faith because I promise you that when you begin to speak the truth of the word of God, that you're going to see it come to life in your life. I promise you. You're going to see it come to life. You must filter what you say. We've got to be careful as God's children not to speak death. Not over our life, not only only our life, but our family, our children. We've got to speak life. Speaking life, words will build our faith or words will destroy our faith. Speak the words that will build your faith in Jesus. We've got to see, we've got to speak, and we've got to listen to God and not the world. We've got to protect what we hear. Come on. We've got to protect what we hear. If our faith is going to be built up, then we've got to protect what we listen to. We've got to protect who we listen to. Listen, I want to tell you something right now. It is not healthy to have somebody close or a friendship to you that is constantly um, coming against what you believe and 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 testifying of things that are not of God. It is not healthy for you to allow those things to continue to be spoke into your life. It's the truth. You've got to be careful what you hear, what you listen to. My uh, oldest daughter, Haley, called me this week. And she was like, Dad, she goes, can I ask you a couple questions? I said, yeah. And first question, what's the meaning of life? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, uh, and she began asking me um, questions about some teachings that she had heard that did not make sense to her. So she asked me, and I said, well, there's a reason why they didn't make sense to you. I said, because they're not biblical. We've got to be careful if we're going to build our true faith. Because listen, the early church had this issue. They had this problem. They came in and they accepted that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross and was rose again. And through him and in faith in him is the only way to righteousness. They accepted that. They believed that. And it wasn't long before they began to listen to other voices that are saying, well, this is the way. This is the way. Well, this needs to happen. This needs, you need to do this. You need to do this. Listen, we need to protect what we hear. Everything we listen to, everything we're pouring into our life, we need to protect. It needs to be based solely on what the Word of God says and only what the Word of God says. Listen, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. I've got friends that have been pastors that literally... And I'm not going to say a name because one of them, you guys might, some of you might even know who he is, that literally has allowed other voices to speak into his life. And those other voices totally has taken him away from the truth of the word of God. Totally, 100%. 
Next thing you know, he began calling what was wrong right and what was right wrong. You've got to be careful what you're listening to. You better be checking everything you hear right here. You better be checking everything that you hear. You better be checking it right through here, right in this place. You better be checking what you hear. Protect what you hear. Because I promise you, you're going to hear a lot of things, even from so-called churches and Christians, that do not line up with the Word of God. If we're going to grow our faith, then we've got to put the foundation of what we hear from the Word of God. Protect what you hear. Listen to God, not the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Not only what we see, speak, hear, but what we think and what our thoughts are can either destroy or build up our faith, can feed our faith or destroy our faith. I love this scripture because a lot of people just don't understand the power that we have through Jesus Christ. They don't understand the ability that we have through Jesus Christ. That when Jesus Christ is in us, we do not have to allow things to be in our mind. We don't have to allow things to be in our life. But we have the authority through Jesus Christ to take captive those things and for those things to be cast from us in the name of Jesus. We walk in that authority. That's the authority that God has given us. We have to have a mind of faith. Protect your thoughts. We've got to protect our thoughts. We've got to protect our mind. And and I'll be honest with you, this is a really scary thing because I have seen some really scary things when it comes to our thoughts and our mind. I've seen some scary things. I've sat with a young person a few years ago that began to lay out for me their belief and their belief about ghosts, spirits, all of that kind of stuff. So they laid out their theology and their belief um, about all of it. And, and I sat there, and I sat there, and I was just like, you know, and I was just like, you know, what, what do I say? You know, what's the first thing that I say? Because I, after she laid it out, I wanted, to, um, I wanted to begin to take what she was saying and begin to say, well, actually, this is what it actually says of the word. But it was like her thoughts were so far out there that I didn't even know what her basis was or where she was getting this train of thought, this process. And so I was going through all this. So, so I, the first question I asked, I said, okay, the first thing I want to ask is, because a lot of times people will take scripture and the scripture and they totally twist it and take it out of context and all you name it. And I said, so can you explain to me? I said, where did you get your teaching? And, 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 and she began to explain that she got it from Hollywood and TV. From watching shows like Ghost Hunters. Um, I can't remember all the things that she had said. So every last thing she told me was all based off of Hollywood TV shows. 
And the very first thing I said as I looked at her, I says, you do realize that those are not real, right? But yet, in her mind, she filled her mind and her thoughts with those things that she was listening to, to where literally she formed a theology and a belief about ghosts and all this kind of stuff based off of Hollywood. Now, you might think that that's radical, that's, well, that's one in a million, but I'm here to say right now at this place and this time that the enemy is out there and he is doing everything he can to pollute the gospel. He is doing everything he can to go against the gospel. And we have got to be careful. We've got to be careful what we're putting in our mind. We've got to be careful the thoughts that we allow in our mind. And we've got to recognize and understand when it is a thought that is not of God, we've got to verbally, we've got to begin to say, I take that thought captive in the name of Jesus and I cast it out and I say, mind become obedient to Christ. How many has ever prayed that prayer before? I guess I'm the only couple of us because I prayed that a lot. It's like, you know, no, that's not, no, that's not of God. That's not of God. Listen, we've got to protect our thought life. We've got to protect our mind. Our thoughts and our faith is based on what we believe and what we think and what we know is true about Jesus, what we know is true about the gospel. Do not allow thoughts to be entertained in your mind that are challenging what the word of God says that will take you down a path that you don't want to go down. Because when we begin to get things that are not of God in our life, man, it, in our mind, and those thoughts stay there, we're in trouble. It's just like the thoughts that I was talking about, those people, that they had the thought and the belief that they were not worthy enough to receive God's love. We've got to be careful what our thoughts are. Where is your mind? Where are your thoughts? But I want to tell you, if you want to increase your faith, if you want your faith to become stronger, then I'm telling you right now, have a mind of faith. Think on things. Think on things of what Christ would say. Think on things that are from the word of God. Think on things. Do not allow thoughts that are of not. Listen, how many times... When we fall away or when we fall into temptation, how many times does it start in our mind? Come on. First time, it's just this little, this little glitch. I always tell young people before, I've told them, I said, like, it's not the glitch. It's not the glitch that was the sin. The sin was is when you clicked on the glitch. That's where the sin started, you know. That's where it started. That young man that has said, you know, oh, man, you know, PJ, I was going, I, you know, and this pretty girl walked by, and I, I, I looked, and, man, my, I had this thought, man, she's really pretty. Am I going to hell? No. <laughs> no. And I told him, I said, I understand because I know that that's happened with me a lot, except I'm walking by and the girls see me. That's why my arms are covered today. 
And, and so, <laughs> but I tell them, listen, listen, the sin comes when you allow your thoughts and your minds to stay there, to stay there, and then they become improper and pure because I said there's nothing wrong with thinking somebody's pretty. It's like when you take that thought and turn it into lust and stay there, that's when it becomes, that's when it becomes sin. Protect our mind. Protect our mind. We can grow our faith through what we see and allow ourselves to see, through what we speak, through what we hear, and through what we think. I want you to know, and I'm closing with this, the enemy will do anything to have your mind. You can read in the word of God about these darts that the enemy throws, these thoughts that he tries to throw at you to take you out. The enemy wants your mind. He wants control of your thoughts. But I want you to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that through Jesus Christ, as a child of God, we do not have to allow anything that is not of God to stay in our mind. We have the power and authority to take captive every thought. God wants us to grow our faith. He wants us to grow our faith. God needs us to grow our faith. He needs strong men and women of God walking in this world today. He doesn't need us to be in training wheels anymore. He needs us to begin to walk strong in the faith. The faith to walk strong in the life that he has given us. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Today, I want to ask, first of all, that if you're in this place and you can say, honestly, you know, you're, you're talking about faith and growing our faith, but honestly, I haven't even taken that first step. Where I'm at in my life right now, I'm not following Jesus. I'm not living for Jesus. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for you. And like I talked about earlier, his love for you is more intense than what you could ever imagine. It's beyond what you could ever think. And the enemy have maybe lied to you and told you that you're not worthy. But I want you to know that in Jesus' eyes, that his eyes are full of love for you. And that he died on the cross for you to save your life. And if you're in this place, you're like, right now, today, this moment, I want to start my journey. I want Jesus Christ in my life. I want to ask him to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you in this place, just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Anybody else? Say, that's me. That's me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, 
if you could all just repeat after me and just pray this prayer with me. The word of God just simply says that if you believe Jesus Christ is God's one and only son whom God raised from the dead, then you shall be saved. So could you just, everybody in this place, just pray. And if you raise your hand, I want you to know that by confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord, that your sins are forgiven, that you are being given a new heart, a new life, a new righteousness in Jesus. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today, and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe he is your only son who died and rose again for me. I give you my life and ask that you will grow in me every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Simple, there's no secret words. It's a simple confession of who Jesus Christ is and you're saved. Can we just give the Lord a hand right now? Just give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for salvation, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask everybody to stand this morning. And this morning, if you're in this place, you know, there's times in the Word where people have prayed for their faith to be increased. But you're in a situation, you're in a situation right now, something's happening, this is going on, or you simply just want your faith to be increased. I encourage you this morning, just as we're getting ready to sing, but I encourage you this morning to come down and listen, you might be struggling in faith. And I'm going to tell you, that's okay, but don't let go. Don't let go. There's times we fall. There's times we crash, but don't let go. Hold on to Jesus with everything that you have. And this morning, if you're in this place, and you might have a specific situation, you might just want to God just to increase your faith, we're going to open up these altars this morning and allow you to come and just begin to seek God. Begin seeking God for your situation, seeking God for your faith to be increased. So if that's you this morning, I encourage you right now, this moment, just begin to make your way and find a place at these altars this morning. That's you. I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Because I am. 